Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Chair Getting, episode 31. We talk about the bracket, obviously. We talk about... City? Yeah, we talk mostly about the bracket and a surprising amount of Oscars and movies that you should have watched. Me and Jay disagree on a lot of them. What else do we talk about? We talk a little bit of football, a tiny bit. I mean, baseball? We, we talk some baseball. We talk women's basketball, and we talk men's ice hockey. So let's get into it. Right in. Rock Eagle. All right, we are back with episode 31. First of all, I want to start out with a few updates in my life. My fiance bought us a Star Wars puzzle. Jay, are you a big puzzle guy? I thought you were going to drop something big on me, and then you just came out with a puzzle. No. Uh, yeah, no, I like puzzles. I uh, hate, I hate I, puzzles. How, how, many, how many pieces is it? A thousand. Uh, well, how, how big is it? Because a thousand pieces could actually be pretty big. The pieces are fairly small, if that helps. I don't, I don't have the dimensions with me right now, but it's terrible. I hate it. I hate puzzles. And me and her are both getting like frustrated with it, and I'm like, why the fuck did you buy a puzzle if neither of us are puzzle people? Was there a reason? Was it just a random purchase or? Well, it's a Star Wars puzzle. And you know how big Star Wars fans we are. I mean, our entire bathroom is just Star Wars memorabilia. So I think she just saw the Star Wars and was like, oh, this will be fun. Like, we'll make a puzzle together. And so do you think the, the, the constant frustration that you're going to get doing this puzzle is going to make you like, subliminally start hating Star Wars? Uh, I'm hoping that at the end, the reward of me finishing something that I'm bad at will make me love Star Wars even more. I did tell her that I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at puzzles, but now that I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm not good at puzzles. Why the fuck did I say I'm good at puzzles? Yeah, when was the last time you completed a puzzle? I don't know if I've ever completed a puzzle. That's kind of a weird thing to state that you're good at if you if you have no knowledge of the last time or even if you ever <laughs> well, completed a puzzle at all. you know, it's a guy thing. 
it's a guy thing yeah. anytime like your girlfriend's like are you good at this you're like yeah yeah of course i'm good at that even if you've never done it you're just like yeah i'm well, good maybe i mean if i've never played darts or something i'm not gonna go and tell people i'm some dart pro i guess yeah I but if it was your girlfriend you would say like yeah i'm not bad just because you know like you have to be better than her at least so well and then and then half the time when they just ask if you're good at something it just never really pans out anyway like she maybe even if she asked you you still kind of expected not to actually see a puzzle the next day that's true and they usually know what you're good at because you show that off like immediately you thought maybe you could have had like a few weeks to to get good at puzzles before she actually got one but right i'd, I'd get some like 100 piece puzzle and just practice on that over and over get a little bit better it's like if your girlfriend's like are you good at baseball you're like yeah of course i'm good at baseball i'm a guy so then you go to the batting cage like every day after work just to make sure you're good before she like mm-hmm. wants to go before see. she randomly wants to go to that fun park yeah exactly also i i started playing a new video game i know me and you are really big into fortnite uh sorry i've kind of become addicted to another video game i don't know how i feel about that which what's the video game nascar nascar heat 2 well, i'm not too worried about about losing my my duo partner to nascar yeah that's true i just won't be as uh mediocre as i usually am probably that's that's good and bad yeah yeah i don't think i'm gonna get better it's fortnite's the type of game where you just peak i think i won once and i don't think i'll ever win again so now i've just like kind of peaked where i'm uh, i could camp and wait it out and probably win you know that's what everybody does but then i get bored so i'm like nah fuck it i'm gonna run into this town and like hope i survive i'll rack up like four or five kills but then somebody will just kill me from behind so yeah you gotta start working on building yeah i'm not a builder man i'm a i know you're an engineer so it's like a big part of your gameplay but i'm not a. am just a run in guns blazing get as many kills as possible and then like judas style you know get killed from behind you can do that, but once, as soon as you feel like you're getting shot from behind, you just pull out that, you press circle real quick, turn around, build those walls, and then you can go back to running. You just need to health up. Yeah, see, I haven't perfected that, because I'll just turn around and be like, oh shit, I gotta shoot them with my shotgun. And then they're like across the board, or across the map, uh, shooting me with like a scar or a rifle of some sort. But I was gonna say it might help when you're squad, but I've noticed it doesn't, because I run in and get killed, and then they have to sacrifice themselves to try to save me. Which always just ends badly. It ends badly because they should know not to even go try to save you. Exactly. Exactly. At least I'm not one of those kids that's like, dude, come save me. Come save me. I just usually laugh and I'm like, dude, fuck it. I'm going to die. Yeah, you're like you're like falling behind in the storm. You're like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, those fucking like, just, kids. Just run back in here. It's, it's uh, like, hey, uh, who has ammo for this? Uh, hey, guys, uh, I need shield. Uh, find your own shit, dude. This is, I'm not yeah, playing I'll, fucking... I'll Fort, to get this. I'm not playing Fort Socialism. Like, get your own shit, man. Um, yeah. They didn't name it. They didn't name it for the reason. Exactly. Fortnite. I think that uh, represents capitalism, actually. Um, so anyway, I guess we should talk about college sports. I mean, Even though, how's e- your bracket looking? Because I mean, uh, it looks like if you if you had Virginia in the finals, you should be sitting pretty. That's one of the few teams that's actually kind of panned out, right? Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, if you had them winning at all, then uh, you should be fine. But in all seriousness, my bracket is so fucking terrible. The only team I have left that I had in the Final Four was Villanova. I had Cincinnati and UNC, and then Villanova, Michigan State. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, I hate. I hate to be the guy that's like, yeah, this is the craziest year. So many updates. So many upsets. Actually, I might have to do a little bit of digging to find out if I can say that. 
because it has felt like there are a little bit more. But then again, I say that every year. Well, we do say that every year, but this is the first year ever that a number one team was upset by 16. So at least that has some significance to it. So I think it is valid to say this is one of the craziest years. Well, it's definitely, uh, we've never seen the 16 over one. We might not ever see it again, although this actually might start a little trend. Uh, but I don't want that one game to kind of play in on how we see the the whole picture. If it's just this one outlier, um, I don't want us to keep saying every year that this is more upsets every single year. Uh, I just want to have some realism in in the things that I'm saying. Do you have any Elite Eight matchups that are still alive? Like full matchups, not just like one team. Uh, Sweet 16? No, Elite Eight. Uh, yeah, Villanova, Purdue. Because, yeah, Sweet 16, I have two. And then Elite Eight, I had Villanova, Texas Tech. And there's Tech is still alive. It's possible. Um, Sweet 16, yeah, I had Villanova, West Virginia, and then Texas Tech versus Purdue. So... I'm still alive in those, but pretty much everything else is just shit. I had Houston losing to UNC, and it's Michigan versus Texas A&M, so that's nice. Yeah, that's always good. I will say uh, I had have... I had Loyola Chicago losing to Cincinnati, but I had them in the Sweet 16, so that's... I, Did I'm, you? You I'm, had them beating Tennessee? Yeah, I'm actually pretty proud of that one. I mean, the rest of my bracket's complete shit, but that one, I was like, hell yeah, I called that one. Mm-hmm. So, but now... You know, now that they're matched up against Nevada, I'm like, well, shit, I probably would have had them in the Elite Eight. I mean, they could definitely lose to Nevada, but they're on a hype train right now, so. Yeah, I, that's, it's it's funny because we always want to, we, we root for these upsets, especially if we don't have any kind of um, investment into the team, and especially if our bracket's just gone to shit, then you just root for chaos, but right. then when it actually comes down to the matchups, and we're sitting in the Sweet 16 with Loyola versus Nevada, Nevada and no one's going to be excited to watch this game right it's like damn now we're actually facing reality yeah I uh I had a blog article about about this and I kind of joked about that matchup and I was like people were talking about how they're going to explain to their children how Donald Trump became president and I was like forget that how are you going to explain to your children Loyola Chicago versus Nevada in the sweet 16 yeah, it's pretty wild. How do, you, how do you explain that? I mean, Nevada didn't even win their conference, mind you. They lost to San Diego State. So mm-hmm. you can't even say the Mountain West Conference champions are the... No, they were the runner-up. Yeah, but Nevada was the best team all year. In that I know, conference. but still, you would at least you could be like, yeah, but they're a mid-major conference champ, um, stuff like that. But like, no, they didn't even win their conference. They're just... I know they're well, a seven they did, seed, so it's not. They won the conference. They just didn't win the tournament. That's true. They run the won the regular season conference, but which is actually what really matters. Nah, nah, forget that. <laughs> That's the one that teams actually care about. They don't really care about the tournament unless they're in a mid major or a small major. Right when it's their only chance to get in, like San Diego State. But and, no, how how cool would be how cool would Tennessee versus Cincinnati game be? And instead, we have to watch Loyola versus Nevada. Yeah, I mean. Like, just for, for pure aesthetic watching a game. Yep. We're just going to have to watch one of those teams enter the Elite Eight. What do you think the best comeback last second shot game has been this tournament? Oh, I think Michigan-Houston by far. <laughs> God damn it. I just had to get it. I mean, you kind of set yourself up for that one. I was 
I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas watching that, and I almost got kicked out of the bar because I punched the wall really hard. Um, I mean, I'm I, looking through the other the other candidates. Um, I really don't think that any of them okay, so had here, quite the excitement. Here's the worst part about that. I'm not even going to go into the fact that all he had to do was make one free throw because whatever. I don't, I, I'm beyond that, you know, that I was, I was upset at first, but now I'm just like, whatever. That's just how the game played. What I'm most upset about is that it was Michigan. It was a big program, a big school that's used to winning in things. If this would have happened, I, I would have been upset with any team doing this to us, but I mean, if it would have been Villanova, I you know I'm like okay that's a powerhouse basketball program that's respectable. If it would have been Loyola, I would have been like man good for them they're on a run. Nevada like any of these other teams, Michigan was like one of the worst because then all the Michigan people are just online talking shit. They're so cocky because they win in so many things. And Houston finally had a chance to go on a deep run for the first time in like twenty something years, and then that's how it ends. You know what I really hate for you is the fact that you took Michigan losing to Montana in the first round. <laughs> that on is Air, kind on of... Air, on air, you made that. And so it's just kind of like biting you in the ass. Yeah, I wonder if a lot of Michigan fans are listening, or not even that, Michigan players. And they're like, you know yeah. what? We're gonna Not only are we going to beat Montana so your bracket looks like stupid, but then we're going to beat your Houston Cougars just because we know how good they are and how much you love them. We're going we're gonna to do this. And last second, uh, we know he's not going to hit those free throws. Mm-hmm. What's what? What was a more surprising outcome? Virginia losing by twenty to UMBC, or Texas A&M losing by twenty to, or I mean North Carolina losing by twenty to Texas A&M. It's I not. Just, I was I was obviously a joke, but oh god, <laughs> why, would, uh, why would that be more surprising than a one for sixteen? I don't know because it's UNC. They usually go deep. Um, it was surprising though. You have to say the A&M one was a surprise. I, I'd be surprised if many people had A&M other than Aggies had A&M going this deep. Of course, yeah, but it's not even on the same shock scale. It is weird how we've seen so many great teams lose by twenty in the in the tournament so far, though, because that's now that's Virginia has lost by twenty, North Carolina, and who was the other? Auburn. Yeah, lost by thirty-one. Auburn, we kind of saw coming for a while. Virginia in that in that style. Virginia, I feel like we should have known with what's the player that was out? Who was their their top player? DeAndre um, Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should have known. I had them lose in the Sweet Sixteen. Oh no, that's not true. I had them losing the Elite Eight. Damn it. Anyway, we we probably should have known that. But even with that, if they would have been like, it'll be a close game and they'll win, I would have been like, yeah, that's understandable. You know, I could see something like that happen. But they just got smoked. If you would have told me AM's going to win in a close game to UNC, I'd be like, yeah, that's very believable. Not smoke them, though. No, it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're, I doubt we'll ever see an upset like that again. Um, not only did the one seed lose, obviously they lost by 20. Uh, and I think the average margin of victory for one seeds over 16 has been 20. Uh, like, on average, they beat the 16 by 20, and then UMBC just comes and shocks the world and reverses the, the trend. Do you, uh, do you think sad it's sad that they had to end their their tournament run after the first round? Do you think it's fair to say that Villanova is the best team right now in the in the tournament? Yeah, definitely. But what does that mean on at this point? Right. I mean, they're smoking all their opponents, you know. And 
Granted, obviously they had Radford first. Okay, right. They did what they were supposed to do, though, so you can't knock them for that. But then they also smoked Alabama, who was good. I mean, Virginia Tech was a good team. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Alabama beat them, and but and then Villanova just smokes them. It's not even close. Yeah, I, mean, I know they just kind of took them apart. They they understood that is if you could stop Colin Sexton, like teams have tried all year, that's the path to victory. And then Villanova just plays offense better than anybody in the country. So if you can just slow their their star player down, now all you have to do is outscore their their role players. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm terrible at math, obviously, so I don't know the exact difference in points but i'm pretty sure they beat alabama just as bad as they beat radford uh yeah they beat bama by 23 and then they beat radford by 26 okay so pretty close though um yeah they're just kind of the the two biggest the two biggest margins of victory by far though they're just rolling through i mean but so is west virginia you know yeah no i that's that's i was gonna ask what's your um favorite match up in this sweet 16 but villanova I think west that's virginia the easy answer yeah, yeah because they both seem really good i mean villanova i think is the clear favorite right now thank god i had them winning that's my only last chance but so did everybody else so it won't affect my uh standings too much but west virginia is looking really good so yeah no west virginia has been smoking their teams too exactly if i mean granted they've played a 12 and a 13 right but hey marshall was good man Marshall upset Wichita State by, what, six your points? You boy called it. You did. You did. Uh, I had more faith in my American conference, but it was not Wichita State's the year. They did They did good, but they've had better teams. So No, but then the, the East has looked pretty chalk, which is good for, for the viewers. Um, Texas Tech playing Purdue is going to be a nice matchup. Yep. I can actually see Texas Tech coming out with that one. Um, ever since Isaac Cost went down for Purdue, you know they got that close win against Butler. Yeah, barely just, snuck by. Don't quite look like the same team anymore. I mean, um, te- I would, Tech barely got by Florida, but Florida was also a good team. So I think that there's a difference there. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if we saw West Virginia-Texas Tech, just a Big 12 matchup that we've seen twice already. I doubt that's going to happen, but <laughs> I do have Tech playing Villanova, like I said, so... I think that is a likely outcome. What do you think the odds are of Loyola beating Nevada, though? I mean, let's see. They've, they've made it through uh, Miami on a buzzer beater. They made it through Tennessee on just about a buzzer beater. So I think they're going to get killed. I think their luck has run out. You don't think it's magic and they'll just not stop because they're, they have some magic? 
No, I think Sister Jean is uh, is about run out of her her luck potion. Did she die? She might. I mean, if yeah, if she died, but then they'd probably just rally around her spirit. Well, she'd That's come back. Yeah, she'd come back as not a ghost because I think if you're going to heaven, it's like yeah, like her spirit would come back, kind of like uh, what was the baseball movie, Angels in the Outfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she would be slam dunking. Damn, that actually be kind of like, cool. Like her head, like yeah, like her heyday. Yeah, I, so I think Nevada needs to make sure she stays healthy for that. Okay, yeah, I think you, you talked me into watching that game. So that's tomorrow night at 7, 7 Eastern. Um, you know what is going to be a pretty cool game is Duke-Syracuse. Because Syracuse has been looking good. Yeah. Uh, why can't people beat them? I don't understand. Someone brought up this, this point. Um, it was that zone defenses play a lot better than tournament. Uh, okay. Because you kind of everybody's kind of a little bit more pressured and then when you're forcing teams to to put up threes you know all you need to do is have the other team um have an off night in shooting and then you know you're pretty set up uh zone defense in the tournament uh does well but duke zone defense i think does even better uh, yes they've kind of taken they've kind of taken syracuse's defense and they're about to use it against them because it's kind of hard to uh to beat his own defense when you have Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter down there. And they got to play them multiple times in the regular season, so they know the team a little bit better than these other teams. Um, I think that's just that's bound to happen for any uh, teams that are in the same conference, though. So, yeah, I don't have much faith. I'm really impressed how far they've made it, because I don't think anybody expected them to make it this far, but I think their run is about to end against Duke. What about Kansas-Clemson? I mean, I don't really care anything about that game. I had both teams out in like second round. Uh, I think Kansas is going to win. Do I have faith in that? Not really. Uh, haven't really liked Kansas all season. I mean, Clemson's uh, been doing fairly well. They beat New Mexico State by 11 points, and then they just smoked Auburn. So, I don't know. I wouldn't sleep on Clemson. I think they have a fairly good shot of beating kansas here no definitely and i mean like that's that's the kind of the shitty part is like i could definitely see them easily see them in the lead eight um i've seen that team play in person and i've seen them play on tv plenty of times and that does not seem like an elite eight team to me it's kind of pisses me off a little bit well if they win that's another acc team in syracuse duke obviously one of them has to win that's acc mm-hmm. what about florida state gonzaga or gonzaga i don't know how you pronounce it gonzaga sounds weird to me so i say gonzaga I think it is Gonzaga, though. I think it is. But it's like you're supposed to say Nevada, but I say Nevada. Which right? is weird. I just don't like those, like, A, those A's. Uh, Gonzaga? That's my pick. I admittedly just haven't watched Florida State really at all this year. And kind of confused about how they got there. But then I see that they beat Xavier in the second round. And actually doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, it wouldn't be. I mean, I don't know. It, so if SEC. I don't think it would be the first time they've done it, I'd have to look it up. But they could have three out of the eight teams in. Yeah, for sure. No, there's there's got to be. Uh, I think the SEC had three of eight a year or two ago. Speaking of the SEC, how how do you think they're doing um, for how many teams that they originally had in the tournament? Terrible. I mean. Tennessee getting upset, uh, Auburn getting smoked. Like I kind of saw the, the Auburn thing coming, and 
uh, Tennessee was supposed to be that safe pick, and then like the volume of other teams, um, Florida and Arkansas, just Missouri haven't done anything. Uh, Alabama. They, they started with eight teams. Villanova, yeah, but like one when, when you have that many, you you should have a better chance to just have one of those teams, right? Other than Texas A&M, uh, play a little bit above their head. I will say they they had the m- most get out because now they only have two. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, they only have two of eight, and who knows? Um, maybe just Kentucky will get to the next round. The Big Twelve is doing well. They've only had three teams knocked out. They still have four in, so that's good. Yeah, definitely. That Texas game uh, was was rough. Um, yep, the overtime. They, Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, I'm trying to. What was the other team that lost? Texas, Oklahoma, TCU. TCU. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, so three first-round exits. But to but, be fair, we did say Texas and Oklahoma didn't even deserve it. So you said that. I, I wanted Texas in. Okay, well, I said that. But <laughs> Texas did play like they deserved to be there. I'll give them that. Oklahoma shouldn't have been in there. So, you know, it arguably one, maybe two teams, people were saying, didn't deserve to be there because St. Mary's, I think, could have been in there because the West Coast Conference only has one team. And they're one team still in the tournament. Yeah, and then Kansas State's playing above their heads for sure. Uh, I yeah. don't know how much longer that'll last, playing well, Kentucky now. I was going to say, they have Kentucky, but I think people were sleeping on Kentucky a little bit and uh, just because they were like, well, who's this team have? But now they're saying it's the best coach Kentucky team ever. So, uh, Which is just hilarious. I mean, if Calipari doesn't get all of his five stars, then he has a good season. That's what we call a great coach season by Calipari it's like you still have four or five stars right just because he just because he didn't get that that fifth five star doesn't mean that you shouldn't make it to the final four like you've got more talent than everybody except for Duke the Big Ten only had four teams in and they still have two so that's also impressive Michigan State and Ohio State are both out but they still have Purdue and Michigan yeah I mean their their teams that they got in they didn't have six seven eight nine seeds like the SEC right they all had high seeds their lowest seed was, was Ohio State. No, five for Ohio State. And uh, and Ohio State. I mean, I like Ohio State, so they should have been higher. Uh, the biggest, the worst conference in the tournament so far, I called this one, was is the Big East. Well, what about the Pac-12? Well, well the Pac-12, no. I mean, the biggest disappointment, I should say. Obviously, there's way worse conferences. But I was saying that the Big 12, if they had six, team, or six teams in, they would end up with only probably one, maybe two. Uh, I think I said that like two episodes ago. And now they, so they had six teams go in, and now they only have one left. Five teams out. That's rough. Yeah, I mean Seton Hall beat State. That was a good win. Uh, Xavier, it, yeah. Definitely under, I mean Butler did good too. It's not like they all did bad. I shouldn't say that. But they're in the Sweet Sixteen. They had six teams. That was. The, I think the next most most behind the ACC or maybe tied with the SEC, and they only have one left. All the other conferences have a few left if they had a lot of teams in. You got to give it up, though, for the Mountain West. They're one team in, or they had two teams in, and one's still alive, baby. But um, West Coast, Gonzaga, they only had one team in, still alive. Missouri Valley, oh, yeah. One team in, still alive. So... Yeah, some of the big disappointments also were the American. They had three teams in, all are out. And the Atlantic 10, 
three teams in all are out. The thing about the Atlantic 10 is they're all low seeds, 7, 11, and 12. So it's kind of understandable. Come Sweet 16 time, you can't be too disappointed about that. But, yeah, the American, I got to say, I expected at least one team still in out of the three. For sure, yeah, they, especially they, when, when you have a Missouri Valley and Mountain West Right, and they had high seeds, two, four, and six. I mean, obviously Wichita State was a a little too high. I think everybody now can agree on that. But still, they had high seeds. I mean, that that one's a disappointment. And obviously, like you mentioned, the pack with a four seed just being out right away. I mean, that was that was rough. That was yeah. And they they had the play and they had the chance to get Arizona State in as a play in. Yep, they um, could perform there. Probably played the closest game against Syracuse. Well, I guess Michigan State was pretty close but yeah i mean i guess you can look back and say hey at least they lost to syracuse look how good they're doing now we're not the only ones <laughs> that's classic classic game you play you just if as soon as you lose you start rooting for that team just so you can say at the end yeah well the team we lost to ended up making it to the lead eight yeah i usually do that but with michigan i actually want them to lose immediately i will i'll also say john o'corn i'm sure you remember that quarterback he uh he used to be the quarterback for houston started as a freshman and yeah, no, he's he quarterbacked at Michigan. He put up like 800 interceptions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was a snitch at U of H, snitched on his team for going out and partying, and our season opener for his sophomore year against UTSA, first game in our new stadium, the very first game. We'll never be able to live live this down against UTSA. I think they only had a football program for three years at the time, maybe two. The O line just didn't block and he got sacked a ridiculous amount of times because he snitched on all of them and uh he transferred to michigan because of that so you know obviously he so he upgraded programs (laughs) yeah so obviously uh not a very loved guy at houston but we didn't hate him you know we we understood the predicament but before the game even before the tournament began he he was tweeting about how far Michigan would go. I think he said the Final Four, and somebody said, well, what about Houston? You know, they, they might have to play Houston. And he said, we'll beat them by double digits. They're weak. And so, you know, everybody was like, whoa, dude. Like, you know, chill. And obviously people were like, okay, that's just not true. But when they won, he tweeted, whose house? And then, like, uh, U ain't shit. They've never been shit, blah, blah, blah. Just talking mad shit. So I really, uh, I wouldn't feel bad if that kid had an injury and could never play football again. Shit. Yeah. I just I, looked up the stats, by the way. They only sacked him four times. I don't think they weren't, I don't think they were just whoopsie, whoopsie doozy, their defensive linemen. I think they were just, they got beat. I mean, that's your excuse for the game. UTSA? Yeah. UTSA? That was like their second or third year with a football team. No. I'm telling do you. Do you realize? Do you realize that no player would ever purposefully not block their defensive player because they had a grudge against the quarterback? Ah, eh, I guess. Also, it was a lot of. I think the whole line was like backups because like all the starters had to had to sit out that game because of him snitching. So, um, maybe maybe they tried and they're just backup like freshmen. Either way, already not a very liked guy in Houston, but not hated. And then to just talk shit to the whole Houston fan base. I mean, people were livid. <laughs> and he, I mean, top shelf troll move by him. I got to give it to him. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He is our own chance against us. But, I mean, the 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 biggest thing to say back to him is, dude, you got benched for a wide receiver. You know? Yeah, and now he he's still he's still garbage at, at Michigan. Right. And the funniest part was Michigan people started chiming in. They were like, dude, you're not good enough to talk shit. Houston played a good game. Like, shut the fuck up. And that was the best when Houston fans and Michigan fans were finally coming together after that tough loss. I mean, you're like, yeah, fuck this kid. He sucks. So... Um, I guess I shouldn't say I, I totally hate all the Michigan fans. I did have some good encounters with Michigan fans talking shit about John O'Corn and them like congratulating us on a good season. So now that I said that earlier, I kind of feel bad. It's mostly all my hatred towards John O'Corn. So if any Michigan fans are listening, I'm taking it back. I don't hate all of you. Uh, I hate that we lost, and I hate John O'Corn. Good. I remember you were excited when he signed at Houston. Yeah, he was a great – what was he, a, a four-star recruit – Coming out of Florida, San Aquinas, he was supposed to be great. Um, and his freshman year, he did pretty good as a true freshman, you know. So I was definitely excited. I thought they were going to turn this kid into some kind of guru. But Tom Herman came in and replaced him for a wide receiver who ended up being one of the best quarterbacks in Houston history. Classic. It's classic uh, success story. Yeah, if only Tom Herman could do that at Texas now, right? Why do you think Virginia lost round one? Oh, man. I want to. Okay, who was the player in Virginia that's out? DeAndre Hunter. Thank you. I just keep blanking on his name. I'm terrible with names. It's hard to just chalk it up to him, though, to get beat no, that they bad. Don't, they don't lose to the worst team they've played all year by that much. Because of one player. But. They've, they've it, sat out players all year, you know? Yes. Has he sat out, team. though? He's also a freshman. You have to keep that in mind. Like, this. I understand it's going to hurt him because he's one of the best players. Um, but he's a freshman that came off the bench. So then it's got to come down to just better game preparation. I mean, yeah, maybe well, Virginia yeah. was overlooking them and they just didn't prepare well enough as they should have. They didn't, you know, see what type of team they were, how they played, their style. Maybe they just went into it like we're a way better team. We're going to beat them with athletic ability. And that's not always true. That is that is one thing that, that I thought about is they're so used to playing teams where they're at an athletic disadvantage and they have to play the grind game and the, uh, you know, like defensive mindset, right. crisp passes, post moves. Um, whereas this game, they're probably maybe looking ahead a little bit and realize that they could use their athleticism as a crush because they're at least better athletes than UMBC. Right. So and yeah, maybe I they think... tried to play a little bit out of their, out of their style. I think that's got to be it. Um, I think they had to just play out of their style. They were just banking on the fact that they're more athletic. And they're like, hey, other teams get away with this all the time. It's a 16 seed. We don't even know these people. Nobody knows them. I mean, to be fair, like going into this tournament, nobody really knew them, right? Or am I crazy? No. No, they're, I mean, they made it just because they won their conference tournament. And me and you have been keeping up with a lot of mid-majors. So I, I will say... I was very happy with how much I knew about these mid-major teams going into it. So I think those, that conference allegiance we've been doing 
definitely helped. So for any listeners, I'm sure at least you sounded smart before the tournament started. Um, but yeah, that was one of the teams I just didn't know anything about. And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to look into this game. It's a 116 moving on. Yeah, so one thing that I've that I've looked into a little bit more is um, is pace of play. Obviously, Virginia has the slowest pace of play. Um, I mean, f- at least since Tony Bennett's been there. Right. This year, no exception. Um, on average, they do they run about um, sixty possessions a game adjusted. Uh, so, uh, by comparison, the fastest team, Savannah State, runs eighty-two possessions a game. So you know that's twenty more possessions a game. Virginia does this by choice. They want to slow the game down to their pace and then control the pace because they play that style of, of game. Now, it's been shown through some evidence that slower teams are more susceptible to upset. Ah, um, okay. I can see that. Although like, they're dominant all year, it doesn't really matter as much in a tournament because one game, um, obviously you're out. The better team is going to want more possessions because the longer you expand that game, the more opportunities there are for the better team to perform better than the worst team yeah. so if you shrink the game obviously to its limit it's like only one shot and all you need to do is make that shot if you're the worst team to win yeah so, no i mean that makes sense like in my nascar game obviously i'm going to relate it back to my nascar video game if i'm doing a race where it's you know 10 laps there's even if i'm starting at 20 there's a better chance of me to win rather than five laps because there's less time so if you're slowing down that game, it's actually less opportunity for you to come back and beat the team you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, it's it it in, it involves more luck, or I, I don't know. That's that's a bad way to drive it, but there's a greater chance that luck factors into the that if if the team if the team that are playing is hitting all their threes, you can't. It's hard to call it luck, but I see what you're saying. Like that's just the the game's just not going your way that day well let's yeah let's say let's say umbc starts out of the game 10 for 10 for threes like that's lucky but eventually they're going to start missing but if they only take 10 shots because that's only the amount of time they had then that's all that matters you right know, over the span of the entire game if you stretch that game and they, they took 40 shots then they'll probably miss 20 of the next 30 right 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 um, or like if you force them into overtime you'll probably win just the more you extend yeah, it the, because the better team yeah. should win definitely yeah no that makes perfect sense probably just keep this mind like in the next couple of years because um, this is kind of the first time I've, I've kind of seen this uh, analyzed like this I'm sure it's been out there that slower teams are more susceptible to upsets but it's kind of the first team the first time I've actually seen it broken down like that yeah I'm sure like basketball experts already knew this that'd be great if there was just some really smart basketball expert that was like you know what this is the upset I'm picking because they play slow and their star players out and you know they're like that would be awesome. I'd love to read a article about that. Even if he got every other one wrong, if he had a valid reason for picking a Virginia upset, I would be like, yeah, that guy's a genius. <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, I know the tournament's really the only thing to talk about right now, but I mean, that's there's not much to talk about in the tournament, right? No, I've got a few other things that I want to bring up. Okay, what you got? So there's this. I don't know if you follow Pick Six previews. There, uh, they do. A college football podcast that I listen to occasionally, but they've also got a pretty good Twitter account. And, wow! Stop uh, giving stop giving a plug to our competition, man. They tweeted they tweeted out a poll. It says, "Who's the most annoying to deal with?" The uh, the other bracket guy, and I'll explain these. The other bracket guy, the other league fantasy league guy, 
or the other college football scenario guy. So the other bracket guys, like I called that crazy upset, but it was in one of my other eight brackets. So right. like, there's always that situation where yeah. they're they're having the the game to describe. The other fantasy league guys, I'm in last place in our league, but you should just see my team in this other league. So same same concept. Similar person, yeah. Uh, college football scenario guy, I don't really know too much about. That's me. I think I'm the college football scenario guy. What if this happened? Or what if this coach exactly. got fired? Who would get hired here? Or So that guy's awesome. I don't know what no, they're no, talking no. It's, about. It's a college football playoff scenario guy. Yeah, I'm also that type of guy. So it's like, what if what if all these upsets happen and my team makes it I'm a big so scenario who's, guy. Who's, who's the most annoying out of those three? Are those three? Well, obviously three isn't annoying at all, and he's just a really smart guy that likes to think about things, so that's wrong. But uh, oof, one and two are pretty close. I gotta say, oh man, I don't. Uh, the one that talks about how good his other bracket or league is, not necessarily the upset guy, because like everybody kind of does that. If you called an upset in one of your brackets, you're gonna kind of brag about it if nobody else called that. But the one that's like, yeah, I'm doing bad here, but man, you should see the other one. That guy, I think, is the most annoying. Well, I think you kind of mixed them up a little bit. Maybe I just didn't read them out good enough. But yeah, the. I always, I mean, I hate the bracket guy, the upsets, um, but the, and what we're talking about is calling a bracket or calling an upset, but not your primary bracket. So, you know, how, you know, people make multiple brackets, um, but the only one that really matters is the one that you have money in or that's in some kind of competition. I guess it depends on the context of how he's saying it. Is he laughing? Just being like, I can't believe in my stupid one, I called this and no, not my no, real it's one. No, serious. It's like, they're like, oh, do you, do you see that UMBC upset? He's like, no, dude, I had that. And you're like, serious? And he's like, well, yeah, but it was in like, it wasn't in my main bracket. I still got to go. Is it Fantasy League for the other one? Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, Fantasy League. It's like, no, man, I'm, I'm in last, but my uh, my non-pay league, I'm actually in first, and I've got these players. I think that's the most annoying. It is, for sure. That's that's my that's my vote. It's kind of like, well, what do you, why, why are you even talking about your other league? I'm not in your other league. I don't give a shit. What you you're playing with a bunch of dipshits in your other league because you're doing shitty here, so and then, they, and then they start pulling out their phones to prove it. And it's like, dude, I don't care about that you have Julio Jones. Like, why why does that matter to me? I don't care that you play with like your family, like your mom and your grandfather and your little sister are in this league and you're winning. Congratulations. Maybe I will start caring. Maybe because you know that the person who says that they that's not the first time they've said it to someone. They they've said it to countless people. I'm going to be the first guy that actually is, like, super interested in it. Dude, show me more. Wait, no. Oh, my God. When you got him, you drafted him? Wait. Yeah, but then, the, then the problem is that annoying person is always going to come to you about shit. I'll just become this personality, and then eventually one day I'll just break his heart. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> just learn, like, personal things. Just be like, your real father left because of your stupid fucking league. You're not good. And I'll just break them down slowly. Yeah, just learn personal things. That's true. So you're actually more cruel than everybody else that ignores him. Uh, but genius also. Yeah, it'll be tough. Though. I just can't. It's. I think it's going to be hard to even act like I care. I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't. I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... It's fun. It's fun being a... A dickhead. A fantasy, uh, fantasy football athlete. Yeah, I don't even play anymore. Fantasy, it just got too annoying. And I just wasn't very good at it. I just keep up with college sports more. It's like, sorry. I just... It's hard to focus on that... Put 
enough effort into pro to have a good fantasy league if you're keeping up with college sports all the time. Well, if you just have no life, I'm sure you could do it. Yeah, that's true. But I do have no life, but I put that into like video games when I'm not watching sports. So This know. tweet from this guy named Alex Krishner. Mm-hmm. He said, the Kansas State-Kentucky sounds like a terrible Liberty Bowl. Oof. Yeah, that's a good one. That is good. We should, ooh, you know what? We should make some references. I'll, maybe I'll write a blog about that. The uh, matchups for this for this week and compare it to, like, football, how bad that matchup would be. Yeah, that is true. And you could, yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. That's not bad? That's not bad. Um, Just kind of put it in context. What else you got? It's like, it's like when, you, when you're watching Loyola versus Nevada this weekend. Think about this Thursday. Playing football. Think about... Think about App State versus Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's what you're watching. That's, that's what actually you're watching. what you're that's watching. How, that's, these are the two teams. One of them is going to be in the final eight teams. Yeah, I might need your help with some ca- comparisons since you like did that whole spread. So uh, you could probably help me with that, and I'll write it because I can articulate better than you. Speaking of mm-hmm. the blog, you know, not to get too much off subject, but completely off subject you know how bad like the oscars are yeah i did a chair getting oscars um it's called the oscars suck chair getting movie awards for 2017 and uh pretty good categories like best movie best superhero movie animated horror comedy you know all that stuff most rewatchable because you know that's a really big category nobody ever talks about that's you know there's the best movie sure but then like what are you gonna watch the most you know, uh, most underrated what the, movies. What were the candidates for the most rewatchable? Most rewatchable? I don't know how many movies you watched in 2017. I've seen almost, I gotta say, I've seen almost every movie that's like willing to, like, it means anything. Most rewatchable candidates were Star Wars Last Jedi, Thor Ragnarok, Logan Lucky, Baby Driver, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Dude, I just. Are you, are you huge into into um, superhero movies? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I just can't do it. Why? They're good. It's like I can't even go to the movies anymore because every single movie's some sort of some sort of superhero, and then it's like uh, but now you but now you're just being like a bitter person because you you're getting tired of how many superhero movies there are. If you actually see them, they're really good movies. No, no, I used to go to them and I try to keep up, and I was going to the Avengers and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I just did, never really had a thing. Did for you it. see Thor Ragnarok? And then they just started stuffing it down my throat. No, I had I only seen the for the first Thor, and I didn't like it. Dude, Thor Ragnarok is probably the best Marvel Marvel movie they, they ever made. They all have the same plot, and I can I can predict what's gonna happen. Okay, what happens? What happens in Thor Ragnarok? Well, it's just gonna be I don't know. It's gonna Wrong. be some hero that flies through the air and he saves people, and it's like some comedy mixed in, and there's this love story that kind of underlines everything, and it just they all follow this this similar arch. Watch Thor Ragnarok. It's the best one, and you don't have to watch any more. That's fine. I, I would suggest watching Thor Ragnarok. But this, I mean, I know that they're just pushing out superhero movies as much as possible, but 2017 was one of the best superhero years, in my opinion. The categories for that one were, was Logan. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Amazing movie. Uh, all right. What? Okay. Anyway, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming. Did you see that one? Nope. Very underrated. Really good movie. 
Uh, okay, late- well, they just need to stop making Spider-Mans, and maybe I'll start watching them. But I, until they stop- I agree. I agree. But I think they finally got it right with this one. And I'm a pretty harsh critic about it. Uh, Lego Batman. Did you see that movie? I do like Lego movies, but I haven't seen that. Lego Batman's the funniest one by far. It's hilarious. It's one of the funniest movies of the year. Uh, Justice League. People hated it. I thought it was pretty good. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Wonder Woman. I mean, it was a great year. Yeah, I don't mind the Guardians movies. Those are pretty good. Yeah, they are good. Um, Also, I had most overrated movies. And it was pretty much every movie that was in the Oscars because they're all very overrated. So non non superhero movies. Yeah, all non superhero movies. The superhero movies were good. Look, Wonder Woman was pretty close to overrated for me because it was a pretty good superhero movie, but it definitely wasn't the best of the year. And people were hyping it up like it was the best thing ever, but it wasn't nominated for stuff. And The Shape of Water won best film and that that's just ridiculous the big sick was pretty funny but like calm down it wasn't that great yeah it wasn't it wasn't that good it was it was good i was i was glad i saw it it was good but it was like every other indie rom-com comedy you know it's like what else it was the same as all the other ones get out very overhyped good movie at best um ladybird what the fuck why were people freaking out over ladybird it was like every other coming of age. People were talking about how it, it was one of the most original movies they've seen. It was a teenage girl growing up in a town that she wanted to get out of and didn't feel like she fit in in high school. Like, what the fuck? That's every other coming of age movie I've ever seen. And it was all right. Blade Runner 2049. I get it. It looks cool. Has really good acting. But you know what? The first Blade Runner is pretty fucking boring. Nobody's willing to admit that. It's a pretty boring movie. And Blade Runner 2049 was even more boring. It's really silent, pretty much the whole movie. And it's just like staring out a window. So way overhyped. And uh, you know what? I actually did put Wonder Woman on this list for overhyped. So so there was a superhero. There you go. If you have uh, disappointing movies, I think you could put Disaster Artist on there. All right. I think this is where we're going to end the podcast because you that's the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard. It was not. It did not live up to my hype. What? I thought it was so good. Did you see the room? Yeah, of course. I own the room. Well, you have to own it to see it. (laughs) Did you watch it before Disaster Artist? Yes, actually, I did. I did. I I can't say I watched it like way back in the day when everybody's doing it, but I saw it. I I just saw it right before. I saw it a few years ago. Yeah, it was. uh, I was on like a forum or a blog or something talking about. um, Oh, you know what? No. It was Chris Stuckman on YouTube. He does movie reviews on YouTube. Really good movie reviews. He has a series called uh, Hilariosities, where they're so bad they're funny. And uh, that was his like first one he ever did back in like 2014 or 13. And uh, so I watched it then. So I, I have I did watch it a long time ago. I've been hyped for it when they talked about making it. The whole cast is amazing. And James Franco proved that he's an amazing actor. So I don't know what you didn't like about it. Well, then they just need to remove the comedy from the title because it wasn't. I maybe laughed once. I've laughed more at horror films than I did at that. So that was the thing. I think a lot of people went into it expecting to laugh the whole time because the room's so bad it's funny. But James Franco said it wasn't supposed to be comedy. He didn't want people laughing at at the uh, 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 Wiseau. 
he wanted them to kind of like understand this like really weird guy and kind of feel sorry for him yeah but they didn't include comedy like at all and it's comedies in the title uh, it's in the description i don't i think they included plenty of comedy i laughed but you're right it's not a laugh out loud comedy throughout the whole thing um and that's what yeah I also mean, that's just what i was expecting also please don't make a sequel was one of my favorite ones there are movies that are set up to have sequels but they were so fucking bad that they never need to make a sequel wait that was a movie that came out no that's a category please don't make a sequel oh i was like what how did i never hear that see these are like categories that the oscars need um hmm. yeah hardest to watch just like really gruesome gory movies my favorite category i think was must have been cloned in 2017 and it's actors or actresses that you know you're like you're watching a movie and you're like dude didn't i just see them in this movie and they yeah. don't always have to be like the major role but you just see them in everything kind of like dwayne the rock johnson um so that was a pretty fun category i had a really good time with it i'm probably gonna do a, a short podcast by myself just going over everything with that but it's on the blog i was pretty pleased with it i didn't have too much expectations when i went in see i wasn't and everybody loved it and i think it was a fine movie i just i'm such a big stephen king fan and i've read so many of his books that i think because of the book i'm gonna be disappointed in everything and people are like oh well the original wasn't a good movie either and it wasn't i'm not saying the original was good the original is a shitty movie it's made for tv you know like people knew it was shitty um so i'm not saying it's it's better than the than the original but the original i think stuck closer to the original book so i do appreciate yeah. that so i guess i was just impressed I, I think i was just impressed with the uh the acting job from uh from pennywise bill what's his name bill skag skasgard or whatever yeah it just wasn't scary at all but stephen king books are so hard to translate into a horror movie to make them scary you know you know what i mean I've read, yeah. like I've said, I've read so many of his books and I've watched pretty much, I think, all the movies that they make about the books and none of them are very scary. But when you read the book, it's terrifying. The best movie they ever made based on one of his books was The Shining and Stanley Kubrick was the director and Stephen King openly said he was against that movie because it went so far off the book, which it did. But that's fine because it actually made the movie really good. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hard to make a Stephen King movie. Speaking of, I'm I'm going to see that hotel in The Shining. No way. In person, yeah. Where's that? Wyoming or Montana or something like that? It's uh, it's outside Denver. Oh really? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stay in there. It's called the Stanley Hotel. I'm gonna stay there. One of my last nights. Ooh, that that'd be cool. Yeah. It looks it looks like an awesome hotel. So. Yeah, it's got the it's got the the maze outside and everything. Well, that'll be tight. I'm glad we did an entire podcast about movies. I guess I don't even need to make the Oscars one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, what uh, else? No, I'm Anything? Sure you got some other stuff. Any other sports? Let's get into sports. Oh, uh, women's basketball. Yeah, actually, what? baseball. Baseball is like pretty far in the season now. I mean, I know conference play just started. Yeah, I've I haven't been keeping up with it as much as I want to be, just because I think of the tournament. So I'm gonna get more into it, obviously, when the tournament's over. But what do you got on baseball? Um, I mean, I know as far as SEC is concerned, it's been a great year for them. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt's outperformed what they were expected. LSU as well. Um, Arkansas is just still killing it. I know they they had that series against Texas Tech that they took. 
Um, and then there was that they just played Kentucky. Kentucky. I was there huge. in Fayetteville when they're playing the Kentucky, and I drove up, but it was already in like the bottom of the fifth, I think. So we just decided not to go. I was really bummed. I really wanted to go to an Arkansas baseball game because I was like, right. huge series. That was a massive series. Um, two and, top five teams. And it was and then, it was the Saturday game when they beat them like what was it like ten to one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas is when they on smoked a, on a high They've they've dropped a few questionable games, some midweek games, some tournament losses. But overall, I mean, sixteen and four with series wins over Kentucky and Texas Tech. It's kind of hard to argue against Florida, Oregon State. You know, all the the usual suspects. You did Ole say Miss, can, you did say Arkansas was going to be that sleeper giant uh, this year in the SEC. So I'll give you credit for that. But yeah, no, Arkansas was their top ten coming in the year, so it wasn't a super bold pick on my part. Okay, well. Anyway, yeah, I'll give you credit for that. But, uh, yeah, the SEC is looking like they're going to kill it this year. Yeah, Ole Miss, I think their first top five ranking since, like, 09. Yeah, they're doing great. Well, at least regular season. I know they finished the year third a couple seasons ago. But, yeah, they're first team to 20 wins. I don't know how much that means. But, yeah, 22, it's pretty good. Yeah. NC State has picked things up. Well... They are up to up to thirteen in the polls. I think they started the year unranked. Well, Houston's not doing quite as well as I was hoping. Yeah, it looked like a down year for them. Yeah, especially after that tournament when they just got swept by Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State. That'll do it to you. Um, do you see? Uh, last thing before we leave, do you see that UConn women's basketball game? No. The first round against St. Francis. Remember we called that upset. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was pretty close. They kept well, close. Uh, you kind of only beat them 140 to 52. Okay. So it was a close 98-point uh, margin. Well, I hope we get credit for calling that upset then because it was yeah. it was really close. I feel like people should – I think this, I think this is the largest largest uh, victory in NCAA tournament history. They scored 55 points in the first quarter and then just kind of laid off the gas. Well – yeah, I mean, if you don't like how crazy things are getting in men's basketball, just go watch women's basketball. Things seem to be staying just pretty uh, the same. Pretty consistent, yeah. So if you if you want parity, um, yeah, that's you got the two options. Yeah, all right. Uh, I have update on men's Division One ice hockey. Me like hockey. Me like hockey. The tournament starts this weekend. So, everybody hold your horses. The 23rd, I think, what is that, like Saturday or something? Anyway. Uh, no, that's Friday. That's Friday. So, yeah, this Friday, the tournament starts. It's looking like it's going to be pretty good. Three teams are in from the Big Ten, so the Big Ten's just killing it. There's 16 teams, so, you know, to have three from one conference is pretty good. Uh, one seed, St. Cloud State. Ohio State's a four seed. Cornell's the three seed. And Notre Dame's the two seed. So, be pretty good. Like I said, that's starting Friday. And then on Sunday and Saturday, they will have the next round. And, you know, moving on from there. Yeah. That's all I got for hockey. Who, who are you rooting for? You know what? I am going to go with Penn State. That's who you're in for? Yep. I'm going to go with Penn State with an upset round one over Denver. And then they're going to go on and beat Ohio State to move on to the semifinals, the Frozen Four. 
All right, so I'm just going to go completely against two you chose because I think that's going to be my best betting strategy. Yeah, that's good. If you want to be safe, go with, like, Notre Dame or St. Cloud State. Well, I'm not playing it safe. Okay. Frozen 4. Okay, go with uh, Denver. They're kind of a fun team, and they'll probably beat Penn State. I just got to stick with my Nittany Lions because everybody knows I'm a huge Penn State hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Even though that wasn't even your conference allegiance. For hockey? Shit, I guess we didn't do that. We should have. That would have been good. That would have been very interesting. All right. Okay, that's the episode. We talked a little bit about football. A little bit about basketball, I mean. Yeah. All right, peace. Peace. We got to definitely write a song about how we, we do not diddle kids. I'm a full-on rapist. I'm sorry. Did you say you're a full-on rapist? Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.